ahead and start with Z-Man Ultra. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'll be playing Zare, the human monk of the old light. Zare? Howdy! Uh, I am Izay. I'll be playing Martha Blackbrick, your clericky dwarf. Jace? Hello! I'm Jace, and I will be playing Soot, the human fighter. Dust? Hello, I am Dust, and I will be the playing Finn, the human bard who just doesn't seem want to die. Alex? Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be playing Callisto, the tiefling druid. And last but not least, Rodeo. Hi, I'm Max or Rodeo, and I will be playing Castor, uh, the grave cleric Azamar. And you guys know me. I'm Corey. I'm the Diggity Diggity Dungeon Disaster DJ. Um, so with that lovely recap, I'm just going to let you guys take it from here. It is snowing hard outside. Um, accumulation of probably about an inch and a half already. Oh, yikes, it's a lot. <sighs> hey. More than Castor would have ever seen in Tansom or not? Um, it Outside of winter. Yeah, it's the okay. most. Uh, what's our plan now? I think, fortunately, at uh, time we... Find Martha and tell her of our plan and what we're going to do. If I recall correctly, you wanted to read over the blueprints and make a copy of them. I, um, but that's something we can. There's going to probably be some words said. So maybe multitasking. I, I don't know. I just yes, <laughs> we, I'm sure. We should we should possibly we've delayed enough. Um, we should let Martha know. Um, I'm going to head have back. A, have a spell oh, situation if we need it. Hopefully, it won't come to that. But I'm going to go to the cart um, and go ahead and get started on this. If you want to find Martha, I'll see if she's at the cart or guild hall. Um, you may want to check some bakeries or perhaps somewhere in town. I'm not really sure where she gets off to. Um, I would, I would, first off, I would like to see if I could borrow a little gold. I, all my gold was stolen from me because I need a, a new liar and maybe some change of clothes. I'm pretty short on gold, but if you need some of mine, I'll, I can lend you some. I can give you things to trade, but I, I don't have much gold. I actually uh, I spent the last of it doing something for you before we left Fortosum. Let me get a perception check, please. Um, Anybody. Everyone. Uh, okay. Uh... Whole seven for me. Oh, it's an eight. All right, so we'll go down the line here. Uh, we get a perception of 13 for Zareth. We have a perception of seven for Soot. Perception of 20 for Caster. And eight for Finn. Uh, Martha, did you want to get in on these? Sure. <clears throat> perception, right? All right. Yes, 
16. Whoa! Holy crap. Oof. Okay. Callisto sees all. Callisto sees all with a natural 20, total of 23 altogether. So anybody above 15 is going to see this. Now, Tansom is a few uh, miles off uh, from Dragon's Rest. But there is a very noticeable snow landslide that is going to occur on the front face of this, this gigantic mountain. And a lot of the times it only accumulates at the top. But something has jarred the mountain so much that you see, I'd probably say, about three to four square miles of just snow drifting from the top down the mountain, crashing below. How far away is this? Oh, miles. Okay. Cool. Uh, but it, it's it's kind of as if like water is rolling over the top of this mountain. Uh, can I do a check to see if I remember what's up in that area since I grew up here? Sure. Uh, what would that be? History? Yeah. Could Martha make that check too to see if it might have accidentally fallen somewhere it shouldn't have? <laughs> Sure. All right. History check. Nope. All right. <laughs> That's an eight. <laughs> um, we get a 14 Corey. for Caster and an eight for Izay. Let me do these rolls real quick. Um, with a history of 14, there is Dragon's Rest, which at this point has mostly become a memorial. Uh, there are a few couple of small towns up there, one of which was mostly known for the honey that it produces. Um, it looks like it could have rolled through that area, but there's no particular chance of knowing unless you were to, you know, visit and, and, and check and see yourself. Uh, with a history of eight, it, it very well could have hit anything up there. That was quite a large landslide. That's certainly uh, not Corey. good. With my not 20 perception, um, would I be able to see what made the landslide? Unfortunately not. Not from that distance. Okay, cool, cool. It definitely wasn't anything large enough that you would see it from the... So you could rule out large things like dragons or basilisks or weird stuff like that. That's other weird stuff. That's other weird stuff, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so I, I've got, I don't know how much gold things are, Finn, but um, I can give you two or three gold if you need it. Uh, well, to be fair, I don't really need it for a new liar for right now, but I would like to, ah, you know what, I, I can wait on my stuff. We, we got more important things to do, so. I can... And give you a mace and some gold to trade in. Ah, it's fine. Well, we'll worry about it later. Um, let's go find Martha and and plan like uh, go from there. I think it'd be better. Uh, I'll just cast a quick uh, spell to help us find Martha. 
I'm going to cast Locate Object on uh, Martha's apron, whatever she wears every day. Martha, where would that spell take them to? She is currently quite frantically trying to dust the snow off of Mordebjorn's shrine. It's not working, but God, she's trying. And she's seems very, what's the word for it? Concerned about that avalanche. She is just constantly like triple taking in that direction. Like, oh dear, oh dear. Today cannot get any worse. <laughs> Um, on the way, uh, Zer's gonna turn to Sut. Sut, my friend, I, I think my ice might be a little bit more use while we travel. I can see more clearly in the light now, especially with the glare of the snow. Uh, maybe I can attempt to make a copy of the map while we find Martha. Uh, sure, I just figured it might be better to do it on a stable surface, a table, or an easel of some sort, but if you want to try that now, um, sure, and I'll kind of like unroll the map and I'll hold it so that Zare can look at it and copy it. I... Yeah, um, Zare's gonna poli politely decline Soot's advice and it's gonna become apparent why because he's gonna be taking the map and he's gonna be kind of like bending it and uh, folding it into the light so he can see the line then he'll lay the paper over it and draw over it with uh, colored chalk so he doesn't really need a flat surface for this oh. also incredibly steady hand I've was never one for the uh, writing or drawing that was Never quite my thing, despite my father's in insistence that I learn the arts and become a well-rounded man. So that's... Uh... That's okay. I gathered that from your signature on the guild charter, and I'll give him a wink. Exactly. It's serviceable for legal documents. Uh, but... Uh, let's see if we can hear any panicking or um, smell any fresh-baked goods. Wait, well, it's a good sign. Sure. We're just kind of meandering around because I honestly don't know if any of us know A, that Martha goes to the shrine of Mordor, God, them, and B, knows where that is. Caster's uh, cast a spell to find it. He's been yeah. walking. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So walking on our way. Leaving the doorsteps of the cathedral. Aaron Sorkin, walk and talk. So Finn, I'm gonna ask. You've been without a leer for how long, exactly? Well, to me, a day. But it's been about weeks in actual time, so... Let me see something. Can I get you to roll me a constitution roll? Or no, a wisdom roll, please. Oh, uh, what? Are you sure you don't want it to be a constitution? Yeah. Uh, just a straight-up wisdom? Yes, please. Okay. 
12. 12? That's not bad. Alright, give me one second. Because <clears throat> I have to do this in a very particular way because it doesn't like it if I do it any other way. I apologize. No, no, it'll be for the comedy. Might, might not be. I know. Here it is. This is the best photo I can get of it. Here we go. So, you're going to feel um, this weightlessness. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like a stress release. Uh, and for a moment, there will be uh, a memory of kind of the void. And, you know, the, like you said, most of it when you were alone was terrifying. Yeah. When you were with a certain other being, it was bearable. In that time that you spent with her, there was a bit of a, a jovial connection. You guys laughing and maybe a memory uh, from sitting around that table and jokes that you shared kind of ping up in your head for a little bit and give you this, this chuckle. Uh, and when you do, in your hand uh, is going to appear this from your ring. This very elegant leer which kind of comes up through and into a u-shape with this this golden kind of uh, augmentation to the the head of it the long neck and the small symbol of a crescent moon uh, in the dead center center of the the um chris what would you call the opening a resonating chamber the the opening the yeah. the blank space yeah uh, where the sound would come out. The guitar the hole. Well, oh, there, there would be probably like a, a sounding board, which is, would be the, the base construction of the U. When you look in the black <laughs> hole, there's a golden crescent moon in the very back. According to... It's called a sound hole, according to Google. Sound I thought there would be a nor like a fancy name. Wires don't normally have sound holes. That is almost okay, like a... I don't know what that is. It's like a, a mandolin lyre. It's pretty. Uh, I, it's as, as much as I'd like it, I don't have a ring. I was never given my ring. Were you? Are you sure about no. that? I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Are you sure about well, that? Check your saying, finger. Uh, yeah, check your finger. He's saying, like, look at your. Oh, uh, well, would I look? Would I see my like? Would I never noticed this ring before? So, is there a ring on my finger now? Between the last time you've checked and now, at some point, a ring has found its way onto your finger. Ah. A dark what? cedar wood uh, kind of sits through the bottom of it with a smoky mountain top through the crystal, crystal like, clear balsa wood above it. Um, kind of similar to the others. But it's a little dulled as this shining leer is, is held in your hand. I, I guess I wouldn't know that, like, because I don't think the other individual ever told me she, like, the rings were connected to her. So I wouldn't know. Didn't go into detail. No. She did explain that they were a gift. They, well, if I knew that, I'd at least, I wouldn't say it out loud, but I'd at least think, think, uh, like, thank you, Arwen. And he, as he'd walk, he'd see a little, a much more, like, peaceful smile on him as he just starts, like, Strumming the the sound, the the lyre, trying to, I'd almost say tune it, but just, just enjoy playing it again. 
so we all, I mean, we have to notice a liar materializing into Finn's hands as, and he plays it like that. For See, there's, there's the weird part. Like, you don't actually, like, witness it happening. Um, there's this, like, weird kind of phenomenon that, that I wouldn't say it stops the senses from picking up on it. Kind of like the mist from Percy Jackson. It just kind of materializes. You kind of feel as if it's not been there always, but you didn't see anything silly happen. You know, you didn't pull it just randomly out of butt or something. Well, I, I, I did create a blanket out of, out of thin air because of my subclass. So they, I can't, they notice I can create things. That is true. So it probably wouldn't be all that strange. I guess that's true. Fair enough. Oh, Finn and his materializing objects out of thin air. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so... so oh, oh man, it's been so long since we've heard Finn playing or singing. Oh, so let's miss that. It'd be a very, like, happy, like, just calm music, just... Like just like a good walking song. And we're and we're following Caster, who has got a bead on on Martha. Yeah, I'd say he'd have arrived by this point. Most definitely. Um I'll see Caster will see Martha cleaning the the um the shrine and Doing, doing her best, but not making the uh, the biggest impact. And uh, he'll go up and start to help as well. Good dear, don't sneak up on me like that. Again, enough of that from my husband back home. Um, didn't know I was. I'm not the sneakiest fellow. Uh, that was quite the avalanche and quite the snow in, in the middle of the warm times. In all my 14 years here, I'd never seen it snow like this during this time. Maybe I didn't... Maybe I didn't clean this correctly. Maybe... No, 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 not my fault. But that avalanche is concerning. I have a feeling it's something to do with us, Martha, as a, as a group. We do seem to get into a lot of trouble. I think with all the... Castro will look around, making sure there's not too many people with a near shot, and then I'll be like, all the things that have happened to us since Fortosum, I think we've thrown something off. How do you throw something off when something happens to you? Um, what I did wasn't something happening to me. It was something that I did. Just smiles. Castro tries his best to return that smile. So you guys so, are working on this map for a little while while walking, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been using um, different colors. If uh, Soot wants to help at the same time, he'll offer a few colors to sort of like organize the layer, like kind of like a a rainbow, like red is the deepest level and purple is the highest level. Okay. Um, According to <clears throat> what we can figure out from the map, I, I don't know if the map gives us that. The blueprint gives us that level of information. Go ahead and give me a um, an arcana roll with uh, assistance. Whoever you wish to make the roll is up to you, uh, one of the two of you, but you would gain advantage. Can I touch him on the shoulder and grant him guidance? I'll, I'll Being... let... I'll... Sorry, I was... Sorry, I completely interrupted, but I was, like, thinking just... Sorry. Um, Sit, so you should make the roll. Yes, um, I... <laughs> Uh, also, can we say because I'm playing, I can I give them bardic inspiration for this role? So here's what I'll allow: either guidance or bardic inspiration. I'll Take let you guys bardic. choose. All right, Perfect. you have, and you, since it's an ability check, you'll get this. Okay. What is the dice? Uh, A D eight. Okay. Out of being okay. forty, so, really, so eight. <laughs> it's really cool that you're having it be a thunder snowstorm right now because that literally happened to me last night. So we have lightning and snow. Twenty-five total on the Arcana check. Okay. So as you guys are walking. The snow's kind of blowing. Uh, there's going to be this moment where uh, this glass or or some like uh, some sort of um, arrowhead shard will come from Zareth's shirt just kind of blowing a little freely as it waves by this page each and every one of the passageways that are unseeable will light up in a red tone kind of harmonizing with the arrowhead the arrowhead itself will also start to brighten a bit and you'll learn that you can actually use that arrowhead as kind of a UV light so, this this may require another check. Does that, and and maybe I'm quiet part out loud. Does that mean that Zare, at least, like the glass that Zare makes, like from his hands, is like crystal powered, like Kodia crystal powered? That would be for a him thing to know. Okay. Uh, um, I. If if that's something that Sir wants to ask, um, I I was about to actually turn and ask that because uh, seeing that and having noted earlier when Zare used I believe part of the Kodia crystal to see if he could like bring forth the patterns and seeing that reaction and then seeing this glass shard reacting, Sir will turn to look at Zare. Have, have you have any exposure to Kodia's crystal or, or any of its influence over in Sunshade? Uh, it's hard to say. Almost everybody in the desert's been exposed to what we call desert glass. It's a kind of crystalline structure like Kodia's crystal that falls regularly 
out in the desert. Um, apart from the sands, though, we had never been aware of anything other than Codius crystal falling. I'm saying that this new crystal up in Grangle Jungle is completely new, so I'm not sure the exact connection between the glass that connects me to Codius crystal. I'm not sure the exact relationship. That's uh, fascinating. I'll, if we ever get free time, I'll, I'll look into that. That's something I didn't know of you or your people. Um, huh. But for now, it's a pretty handy tool. Uh, so let's let's use that and hopefully make short work of this. Um, yeah, so Zerval continued to use the arrowhead as the black light that you described, which is really, really cool to kind of like um, highlight different parts of the map as we go across it like a, like a, like a printer. <laughs> also, with the, the thunder rolling in here, is the storm like picking up? Like, is it beginning to snow harder or get like heavier winds or starting to like rain or sleet or anything like that or is it just thundering see it's just snow and thunder um it is slowed down on the snow end um it is not stopped by any means um but you're seeing less of an accumulation uh in total you're probably about th uh, an inch and three-fourths of an inch of of snow currently um and if it continues, you might see another inch in about two hours, three hours. I have a question for my own personal picture of this situation. Is Zareth wearing a shirt, or is he out there shirtless in the snow? He's got kind of a like a shawl kind of thing with sleeves. Okay, so not too cold, but not too warm. No, nothing's pointing out. <laughs> got it. Well. Uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, um, I'm glad you all came here to check on me. Thank you very much. It's certainly snowing. It's certainly snowing. DM, I have a question. Sure. Where near Dragon's Rest is Mortimorn, or rather, where in this mountain pass? Just so I can get a vague idea. I'd say roughly, probably about, and I'll ping it. Because it's in the valley. Yeah. Shit. A couple of miles due east or west of the of Dragon's Rest, and it covered the whole false false back, so it rushed over Dragon's Rest. Um, I guess in total, the snowfall accumulate started here, and went downwards all the way to the base. Yeah. I see Martha do that thing where she bites her tongue and sort of fidgets like she obviously wants to say something, but she's not going to. <laughs> you know, it's not good to uh, keep things in, Martha. If there's something you got to say. We're here to listen. It's nothing we can do anything about, dear. That can pretty much describe our entire adventure. Fair enough. I think that Avalanche might have um, 
went over my old village. That's that's very concerning. Have they ever experienced avalanches before? Well, DM, I mean, it is sort of a quote-unquote holy place, but is it, like, protected, or...? There is a little protection. Uh, as of recently, though, you know that uh, your deity's power has not been too forthcoming. There was also news earlier of uh, potential heresy amongst the people. So um, even protection from the deity might not be a thing currently. Um, but they do have some, I would say, uh, precautions in order. So like they would go into the buildings, they would wait for the snow to stop, um, and they would wait for everything to settle before they would attempt to come into their homes, if they could. Um, there, there would probably be some survivors, but it, something like that, there would definitely be casualties. They've certainly had avalanches before, but nothing, nothing quite like that. Well, I'm sure if they have other skilled clerics like yourself, they'll be just fine. I, I certainly hope so. Anyways, I think for tonight, I'm going to buy three chickens and we're going to have a lovely feast. Um, Callisto, would you like something like, uh, what's something fancy that vegetarians eat? Pineapple? That fancy spiky fruit? You like pineapple? I, I do like pineapple quite a bit, yes. Okay, I'll make you some pineapple. I... I learned the other day that pineapple used to be so expensive in the Middle Ages and stuff that people would just rent it for their parties. I... Uh, Callisto, are you vegetarian? Yes. I, I have, you, have never have, had meat in my life. You've been vegetarian this whole time? Yep. Huh. Well, it's okay. I, I I keep it low key. I I don't like to enforce my beliefs. No, on no. People. I was just no, worried that's... about some of the soups I fed you. No, I'm I'm just confused as to how a relatively hunting, well, I guess gather gathering based community survives without. Pro what? Where do you get your your protein? How do you uh, get your full nutritional balance? Are you mostly um, bean based? Soot, have you the never had the berries she makes? That's that's fair. I suppose that'll get around a lot of things. It, it, it does. Uh, there are also uh, different funguses that have a lot of protein in them. Uh, there's a specific type of mold uh, that has a lot of protein in it, and we add that to soups and stuff. It's hard to find outside of the jungle, though. Um, but yeah, it, it just makes life easier, because you, you don't want to kill a member of your own family by accident, you know? Do you do you sense. count fish as meat? That's kind of where it gets complicated, but I've I've never had a fish. Okay. So well, I, I guess when we go to my home, you may want to avoid every single bit of food that's there. Because every single thing in, in Lower Brim is fish based. Or, I'm, I guess, eel-based, if you want to be really specific. So, mm. hopefully everyone here is a big fan of eel pie. I, Eel's I mean, delicious. I'm just going to say that out loud as a regular person. Eel's great. It's slimy for me. That, uh, to be as, fair, 
Sorry, as the word slimy comes through, so you're going to feel this kind of wetness. Uh, it starts at your hip, and it's going to kind of continue upward from your hip onto your back. And it's, and it's almost adhesive, kind of like those sticky things that you got from Walmart, from the little coin vendor that would, you'd like throw them on the wall and they'd slowly like... You're talking about this? Oh, line. those things. Okay. That, yeah. I thought you were talking about sticky hands. Until eventually this thing is going to reach uh, your shoulder and it's just going to kind of like throw up its two little like ooze-like arms and... Hello. How, uh, how's the cold treating you there? If you need to, you can hop back down on the back and keep yourself so affected. Alright, that's good to know. Not a, not a cold-blooded thing there. Do you even have blood? Anyway, um... What Martha, the hell is that? Oh, I won it in a bet. That's Te a new well, mascot. I, I technically won an egg in a bet, and that came out of the egg. But we've really been dilly-dallying a little bit too much, Martha. I, As Soot continues talking, it, it starts motioning as if he's motioning, and it starts, like, cooing and babbling, and it continues for, like, a solid minute after you. Martha is absolutely entranced. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, amazing, darling. I, um, we're going to have to double up on you. Um, we have more bad news, but we figured that could possibly done be done in the warmth of the guild hall? news is it matthew bad is it jason bad is it it is jason bad oh dear oh he's uh, still missing did you find him oh was he in trouble not technically and yes oh god okay time to stress bake exciting oh. and uh, perhaps perhaps we can just skip the chicken and just Go inside and we can have a lovely vegetable broth soup to warm up and get the chill out our bones. Huh? Okay. More babble okay. and arm waving. Do we, Not all. I mean, do we want to just, unless we have anything else here, do we just want to go? Let us, let us give this news and then perhaps we rest and then we take off tomorrow morning. Or take off. Take off. Yes. Well, yes. We we need we need to leave. There's a lot has happened. Um, let us explain in the right. guild hall where we can speak of confidential things loudly. You'll notice that Caster looks a little a little disheartened because he didn't want to leave yet. Well, on the front of the map, because I know you guys are probably still working on that slowly. And he had a huge role earlier. There are hundreds, I mean hundreds, of passageways littered throughout this entire castle. Um, most of them kind of ant-hilling. Uh, it starts right. at the top at one entrance, spires out to several rooms, into one small central room with one exit which leads out into the, the lake. Um, to clarify, DM... Um... Do you mean like hundreds of passages out of this cathedral? Like, I thought you said before it was confined to a singular building. Or are yeah, we talking about large... a group of buildings now? No, so this large cathedral, this large okay. tower that is the Kodia's um, kind of like tower, base of operations, castle-ish kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. Because it, it's, 
I'd say it's it's about as as tall as probably a decent wizard's tower. So there's hundreds of floors, and then of course when you layer in what they've got below the foundation as well. Yeah. On the way back, uh, Caster will look to Martha and say, uh, "Is the cooking something that's going to help you, or would you like me to take care of the meal?" Soothes me, dear. Speaking okay. of which, I, I, I hate to ask, do you have the energy to maybe try and send Matthew that message again? I can, I can give it a try. Thank you, dear. Uh, I don't for know now, if, let's get out of this cold. <laughs> I don't know if you wrote down the message or not, because I didn't. I did. Okay. Would you like me to repeat it and he can just do it now? In the cold. <laughs> we can wait till we get back inside. Yeah. Okay. She sort of gathers everyone up, herds them together. Okay, into somewhere, somewhere with a kitchen and warmth and a fire. Uh, you see her slip one gold piece onto the shrine as she leaves. I'll leave a gold piece myself. You know, I've always wondered what the gods do with all that gold. I guess it's In supposed to mean more of a symbol, symbolic thing. From what I can tell around here, it's mostly new money. She... Bit of disgust. She's a bear goddess, right? Mm -hmm. I'll leave. I'll leave some dried meat from my rations pack. Oh, that's wonderful. She does like eating a lot during winter, although it's not winter. Although it certainly seems it. Did the calendar get all in a funk? Y you know, I, like I read that. once that the gods use the gold to build thrones. That would take a lot of gold. I am going to say it's going to be strange having snow on my birthday. I never experienced that before. Oh, I'll have to make you a cake. I, uh, I'll actually second that there. Uh, Caster, that would be odd. Uh, Morbrim summers are a little bit balmy. Uh, but, uh, uh, yes, let's hurry back and get this bad news over with so we can hopefully make preference of some sort. Uh, as we're walking, uh, Finn will try to, like, get close to Callisto to just, like, he's going to ask her a question, but I think she's just going to move away from me. Yeah, Callisto, as, as, as he gets close, she just subtly edges away and goes and stands next to Caster, and then if he moves towards Caster, she goes and stands next to Martha, and just passes to each member of the party individually, trying to keep away from him. Yeah, after the second time, he just stops and puts his head down, but keeps playing. Zer, after thinking for a, a little bit, would like to um, actually get out um, his vial of um, pigment 
that he bought earlier, his vibrant blue pigment, and just with a thumb, kind of like Rafiki in The Lion King, he's going to write in Celestial, Good Mother, on, on the statue. Did you just graffiti the statue? I'm not sure. I didn't it's, think you had it in you. It's nice things that he wrote. And it's good as in, like, holy mother. Like, good, not like proper or it's like a very celestial holy kind of. Well, she is the all mother. I'm pretty sure she's used to children writing on their roll on her walls. <laughs> uh. And I guess I'm still a bit of a child in some some ways. Oh, I used to carve little figurines and little doodles into the side of the house because it was made of mud and sticks. So all you really needed was a sharp stick. Of course, ruins the integrity of the house, but they sure did look pretty. As you do that, by the way, um, the stone pillar uh, that's basically made up this entire kind of totem, uh, a bit of the base is going to crack. Ooh. Kind of fall to the side a bit. Uh, Caster's going to grab the base, and push it back, and then cast mending on it. He's going to try. You'll notice that the small cavity inside has a very similar ring to the one that several of your party members own. Uh,. Castro pick it up and look at it and hand it to Zareth. <laughs> it's the ring like, like all the other ones with the, the glassy and the landscape in the little snow dome kind of thing. Okay. However, this one doesn't feel sorry. Give me This one doesn't feel as though it belongs to you. Under his breath. No, it it wouldn't. Martha, do you want to try it on? Thing that just fell out of the statue. Um, I, I mean to say. Well... I, I suppose. I used to be c considered for a, a high priestess role, actually. <laughs> um, she'll slide the ring on. Uh, it'll fit probably about as comfortable as your wedding ring. Hmm. She'll examine it a bit. Does it have any specific... Like appearance, it's a misty mountain top kind of feel to it. Um, mm -hmm. If you peer a little bit at it, some of the swirls of the mist in there um, kind of look like your favorite dishes. Ooh, she'll smooch the ring. Mwah. All right, Castor will continue mending the statue. It'll go back. It'll be just fine. Uh. 
Let's well, get out of this cold. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, having her, like, examine her ring, Finn will look at his because he never did. It's uh, it's kind of not shining while the uh, the leer is out, uh, but you will see kind of faint musical notes in the uh, in the smoke. Okay. Ran a random thing. He's gonna hold the ring out, and then say fire. Just I don't know, nothing happens. Nope. You know, I read a book once about these these like kids who had found these rings and they could call the elements from them. I thought, you know, maybe it might be like that. They also could summon somebody when all the rings combined, but... Silly. <laughs> yeah. Ye old Captain Planet! Alright, let's get back to the... Let's get back to the, uh, the thing. The place. Yes, I'm looking forward to this bad news, I say. Lyingly. Um... You guys would make it to the cart in time. Okay, everybody in. I did clean up. I mean, uh, everything. This, I, this probably would be better done. Less cramped space if, if we could take this to the guild hall. Unless that's what you meant. Yes, guild, guild hall, of course. Um, Sarah's going to take uh, a dwarf-sized stool. Um, something probably where Martha can still chop and cook, like in the kitchen. And he's going to set a stool beside her so um, he can sit and like rub her shoulder as she works. Very angstly. Um, probably, I'm assuming. <laughs> seems surprisingly at peace while she's cooking. She's just humming a tune, although there's definitely a sense of foreboding concern on her face. Caster will look to Finn and he'll, he'll like you'll see him thinking for a second and then he'll say Finn, do you think you could you know, sing me one of your songs? I've been trying to do something for Martha and I just can't get it right. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'll start to start playing and like a few notes and as he plays, the notes themselves will start to like form from the lyre and float around you and you will get, he'll give you a bardic inspiration. I'm going to try that sending spell, Corey. Okay. Right. And here is the message. If you'll even need it. I remember Corey made me roll for it last time, so. Yeah, I'm up either, it's either ability check or saving throw, so I'm going to put them both in the chat. Uh, Corey, anything? Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be strange. You're going to send this ping out. And normally you'll just feel the message leave you, right? This feels like an open line now. You hear ping. Th this was to Matthew, by the way, not to... Um, yes, I know. Okay, okay, okay. I was just making sure. 
Because I didn't want to be so open to what's his name. You'll hear a ping. Hi, thank you for calling the Lotus Blossom. My name is Silva. How may I help you today? Anybody who's watching sees Caster just like jaw agape, just dropped. Like if it could hit the floor, it would be on the floor like a cartoon. And he's sitting there. Say, um, this is all in his head, right? Nobody else can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And in his head, he'll think back. Uh, I'm calling, or I'm I'm trying to reach my friend Matthew. Matthew, sweetie, what's his last name? Black Brick. Black Brick. We got a Black Brick here. You go check. Mike, go check in the goddamn bag. Just a moment, sir. Again, just. <laughs> You'll hear, um, hold music. What? Like the... a, little, a little liar. Just kind of lightly playing. Eventually it'll come back and he goes, uh, yeah, so, uh, he's here. Um, may I speak with him? Oh, hell no, honey, no. <laughs> uh, why not? You see, he's in the land of the Lotus Eaters, so he is ours. Um, he ate a Lotus, so he stays here. Uh, what can I do to make it so he doesn't stay there? Uh, well, it used to be nothing. But these days and times, you know, money is such a thing. We usually take a ransom about 120 gold. That's fair enough. Out of character. I was thinking about threatening them, but 120 gold ain't that much. Uh, uh, it should be fair. I should be able to gather those funds where can i find you well you see we're very deep in the grangle jungle just so happens we're heading there anyway oh wonderful well if you don't die if you make it deep enough you'll find us uh what should i look for we'll find you sweetie fair enough the name's caster very well i'll write that down in our system is there anything else i can do for you today uh uh, no. Have a good day, and thank oh, well, you for... Well, just the... before we log off, let me go ahead and give you a quick case number. I thought they were going to ask me to take a survey. I was... Are you ready for your numbers there? Um, actually, give me a second. I'm going to get my character sheet editor open. Um... Now, if you could tell corporate how well we did, the <laughs> number is... Uh, where do I put this? I'll put this right in here. Nope, not that. How do I mm, add? Come uh, on, sweetie. I ain't got all day. You ready yet? Ready. Your number is 73. Thank you for calling. All right, got it. It's in my character sheet. Case number, racial ability, 73. <laughs> um... Caster is, he looks shook. None of you heard that. All you hear is him sitting there with his mouth, or all you see is him sitting there with his mouth open, like, kind of cocking his head every now and then, like a dog who heard something funny. Um, Finn would and, probably, like, like, at, like, if you keep your mouth open, he'll close it. Like, you'll, you don't catch flies like that. 
so in the in the middle of that he would probably be focusing intently so it would just close he wouldn't hear you and then you'd let go and after a minute it would open again when the lady said something ridiculous back at him so he'd just keep doing it man um, you'll see him like snap back to it why does my mouth feel funny well uh Martha, I don't know what just happened. You know how when... Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But when you use the spell, it's supposed to go directly to the person that you're thinking of. And they know mm -hmm. that it's you, and they can send you something back. And it's usually just a one-and-done one thing. You send them one thing, they send you one thing, and that's it. Yes. Uh, I didn't reach Matthew. I reached some woman about the Lotus Eaters. And she told me that they have Matthew and that uh, he's theirs now. And I asked if we could have him back. And they told me, hell no. And that he's theirs now. And then I said, what can I do to get him back? And they said, now they'll accept gold. So we need to come up with 120 gold and he's deep within the Grangle jungle. Fucking hell, they found him? Apparently he ate a lotus. Uh, of course he did. Is anybody disturbed or slightly fascinated by the fact that we've had two interceptions now? Yeah, these spells are not, like, they're not that good. To be fair, it's only been a 50% rate with me. It's been one time it's been intercepted and the other time it was between Finn and I. So I don't know. I know how it's supposed to work. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. No, I. We're, you're doing the same way I'm doing it, and I well, got Maybe it you're doing it wrong. Maybe we're oh. both doing it wrong. We don't know what we're doing. This is it, new for we us. We could try again, right? Um, one, uh, one of you other ones can try again. Yes, yes. Maybe, I, maybe it's just Caster. I am unfortunately out of like that ability to use it. Can I do a religion check, Corey, to see what I know about the Lotus Eaters? Sure. Um, if if Ooh, I may, I'm gonna add a D8. If I may say, um, as well, 120 gold. I mean, I suppose that's a lot for right now, but um, I may know of where to find some gold. That's a 13 for my roll. I have 29 gold and five copper. Um, so. Well, the problem, the problem is, Martha, it's, it's too dangerous for us to go in there right now. We'll die. So Did you at least ask if he's okay? They said he's fine. They said he's in the back and he's theirs now. That's not a good thing, honey. <laughs> well, he's alive. Oh, dear. So, one thing you would know from history is that the, <clears throat> the Lotus Caesars would normally trap people and have them live out their lives there uh, from pretty much the moment you walk in to the day you die is their goal. They, is it a good life? It's from what I know from complacent. History. Think about being stoned 24-7 and playing your favorite video game. So Matthew would love that. It wastes you away. You, know, you, you, you forget about everyone outside of it 
You forget about who you were. Eventually, any, you just become a husk. Any stories of people who have been in and got out? Yes, a few. Um, one of the most popular is a story from one of the most legendary guild members. Um, there is probably more about him in some writing, but were they the same afterwards? Do I know that? You would need to do more research on that. Uh, Thirteen well, wouldn't do it. Okay, well, I'll relay that information. I, I know is the person's name, right? Um, Darvin, but okay. you don't know a last name. Some legendary guild member named Darvin went there and made it out. There's probably something more written, but other than that, I couldn't tell you. Apparently, it's a complacent existence, from what I remember. That's, he's probably in hog heaven. Okay. Well, that's comforting, at least. According to what I think, it's like being on the best, uh, the best pipe weed and reading your favorite book for all of eternity. He, he's certainly going to be all right. Um, oh, was that the bad news? No. No, no. that's just the tip of the spear, Michael. I, uh, I, I feel like it's just better to rip I, the Band-Aid off now. I, and I, I think Callisto wants to say something about that. Oh. I actually had a question for Corey specifically. Um, we've established in the past that Callisto and or her family have met the Lotus Eaters. Would I by chance know where they are in the forest? They move. Okay. They migrate. Cool. cool. That's why they always say, we'll find you. That's why. I'll, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, Martha, we tried to contact Jason. I, I sent a message to him to see where he was, and it was also intercepted. Sorry. Um, a bit more information for Callisto, because she would know this. They have already previously intercepted mental transmissions from other people from your tribes. It is just something that they do within their territory. Copy. They have that ability. Kind of like it's a pocket dimension of their own creation. Actually, I'm sorry to continue the interruption, but would I know of anybody from my clan who has been in there and escaped? Or anybody who's been in at all? You you would know of four people in which they've claimed. Okay. Anybody important to me, related to me, in any form? No, not, not close family. Right, the tribesmen. Cool. I mean, they're... They're home. So, I mean, a little of something. And the message was intercepted by somebody who had Jason. And told us to leave within 48 hours or he would start sending Jason back in pieces. A finger at a time, I believe, is what he said. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, then I, I suppose we leave tomorrow then. It, it, is there any way we can contact him? Can I, can I hear him? Is there... Once we no. leave, we can contact him, I believe, was the rule. But he will be released a day after we leave, and we'll be left yeah. alone okay, after that. Um, I'll have to make him a care package for when we leave. Uh, yeah. uh, the good news is, is that it's seems to be mostly an empty threat to get us to leave the city. The other good news is that well, we've already discussed this. Tansom does seem to be the best place for Jason at the moment, considering his condition. 
The bad news is that we don't know this being's plans for after we leave, or why he wants us to leave. But from these three things, it seems to indicate that Jason will be safe if we just follow the directions. It seems we were meddling at too much, and it seemed like it, we were getting close to something that he didn't want us to. This is not her best soup, as she sets it down. It's basically hot onion water. It's tasty onion water. Finn would eat it with a big smile and tell you it was the most delicious thing he ever had, and he would probably be lying. Oh, definitely. I mean, don't diss hot onion water. It's pretty good. It's poggers. Oh, yeah, it's um... a knock at the door. Castro get it. He's already up. It's just a livery letter. Uh, okay. Castro will take the letter. Is it sealed? Yeah, it's uh, sealed and addressed to. Uh, let me see here, real quick, to make sure I'm saying the right name. Zareth. Oh, um, thank you. Um, I take the letter as I've been kind of signaled. And the um. I, the gentleman uh, who gave it to you is in uh, kind of this full black and, and kind of silvery full plate with a long sword on his back. He'll have uh, black hair kind of pulled up into a ponytail with white tips. He'll just kind of give you a nod. A nice kind of large scar crossing from one side of his face to the other. Anything um, emblematic Anything emblematic or recognizable about his full plate, like engravings, uh, motifs? Um, Religious... Uh, Motifs-wise, uh, thorned roses about his armor. Is there a religious meaning behind that? Not, not from what it seems. I mean, if you look deep enough, probably. But I was going to say, is it's not like this. It. It's not the symbol of a god, is it? No. You said it was what? What kind of armor? Um, it was full plate. Full plate. Is it safe to assume that this guy is a nobility of some sort? Not if he was just delivering a message. Oh, I just figured because he's That's in common. full plate. It like a, could be a guild know. that was consigned to deliver this message for somebody else. I, I, I should. Caster, I Caster will lean down in front of Zareth because he realizes he can't whisper to him, mm-hmm. and he'll mouth to him. I think you're supposed to tip him. He's already walking on. Oh, that's just, uh, you always tip the mail carrier. Pleasure of the job, and that you do. The what is it? Is from your partner. Oh. I kind of <laughs> turn away from Casser, so uh, Casser, and, and I just kind of give him a curt nod and, and a, um, a sincere smile. As I I read it, um, secretly, and now Zareth's not the best reader, so he's actually mouthing the words um, as he uh, um, tries to make. Um, also, I believe canonically, 
his partner's handwriting is rather horrific. So he's trying Um, extra hard. There's a little bit of strawberry jam up in the corner that's probably aged not so great. Um, There's a little bit of probably like grease on the other side too from like machinery or or, or some kind of like, um, I wouldn't say machinery, more like uh, like building supplies, I should say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it gives you a rundown of what's been going on back in the desert. Um, it explains that they've had rain for probably about a week. Um, it's nice when it kind of finally clears up because then they have these really nice colder days, which then the rain turns to hail and then it goes back to rain again. Um, and the shrine back home seems to be doing weird things. Um, someone said something about levitating the stones in the area for a few seconds. I'll say it right out loud. That is very disconcerting. What's going on, sir? About going swimming once you come home. What's disconcerting, sir? I'll answer Callisto's question. Um, First, and then I'd like to make an insight on the letter, if that makes sense, if I, if I can. Um, Does anyone else hear so, wolves? Uh, I might have brushed my armlet when I was reading the letter, but I um, I'm sorry, Callisto. Um, there is a shrine in my hometown. It's much like the temple to the old light here in Tansom, and much different at the same time, it's actually been upkept from ancient, ancient times, and is an esteemed place of luxury. Um, very celebratory, very happy place, but odd things are happening around it. According to this letter, stones around its doorstep seem to be levitating. That is odd. Who's the letter from? It's from my partner. You have a partner? He must have made a doc recently. I don't think you've mentioned this in the entire time that we have all known each other. You're dating someone married? What's the situation? I want this tea. Hello. I, I, we were, we, we've been together since we were kids 16. Um, my father welcomed him into our home and it's just been steady and good apart from the fact that we both split and went our separate ways, not romantically, but, um, occupationally, um, when I went to Adventure, he set sea, and he now ferries people from Sanshade to Aharaza. He sends me stories occasionally of the people he meets. Um, but this is this is very concerning. The shrine, while it does have magical components, such as the desert glass that I mentioned to Soot earlier, it's never been known to do anything actually magical. It's very religious, but it's very ordinary. 
I've mentioned my religion sparingly several times, but we, we don't pray to a god. We don't expect favors to be done for us simply because we ask. We pray to angels, and he gives an unintentional side glance to Castor. The angels deliver our prayers for us, and it's just assumed that everything works out right. The temple isn't supposed to do anything. That is concerning, yeah. I only mention it this way and with this urgency because of what happened with the temple or the shrine of Mordorbjorn and what's happening with all the temples here in Tansom. And with the, the weather and the avalanches and there's a lot of things that are not good happening. Although, if the shrine is composed partly out of desert glass, it may be interacting with the fallen crystal in some capacity. But why now, when it's fallen, like, weeks ago? Um, I'll look at the letter and maybe see if there's a postmark on it to see how long the letter has taken to get here. Oh, you're muted, Corey. I'd say probably at least two weeks. Letters postmarked two weeks. It's possible if it started up, then uh, maybe a week to notice. I, I don't know. It, 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 it's very close. Like I get what you're saying, Finn, but there is a possibility that it could have started when the crystal fell. No one noticed till a week later yeah if you give it a few days either way you know it's it's hard to say um maybe when we're done up north um other signs might lead us back south but for now i don't think with the distance between us we can do much use you know you'll see castle looks very apprehensive when you say going back down south um the uh, the insight check on the letter um the going swimming could be something very hopeful it's also something very weird because it's not something Zer has done since his accident so i i'm going to make an insight check on the letter to see if anything weird has influenced the the writing or the words that's an insight of nine. Well, with an insight of that, I'd say um, maybe they just want to do a fun activity with you. Okay, I'll take that. Um, not even with a grain of salt. Very happy to hear. Um, sorry to take up your time. I know there's nothing we can do about it, but... Honey, there's a lot of things we can't do about anything. I was about to say that could be the title of our, our autobiography is we can't do so we can't do that. We certainly can't go back to Mordebjorn. We can't save Matthew. We we can't find your partner. It seems Ooh. we're a group of incapables. I, I wouldn't say that. Yes. I'd say we've done a we've done a lot. That that is the farthest from the truth. We we will get to these things. We can't do it now, but we will. 
and even have... though right now we can't, it's not to say we haven't already done magnificent things. Or we unpetrify the lich. I think this is a matter of yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that just just one second. It's I like having is... moment all over again when we I think this is being like. <laughs> I think this is a matter of. Unfortunately, I think this is a matter of priorities. We can go to Mordor and help out there. We can go to we can somewhere and help out there, but that is treating symptoms. That is not treating the cause. We need to we'll see the earth bright up, brighten up at that. Caster's going to sigh and he's going to say, we have the time. We don't have to keep rushing from thing to thing. I, I do want to point out half the reason we're going to Blark and heading up that way is to go to the Grangle Jungle. And I don't think we're ready for that. I really don't. And as much as well, I love Matthew, I, I'd be no use to him dead. If anything, that would make things a, a, a lot worse for him. The earth brightens up again. Um, I have some work to be done. Lorbrim on our way. That may possibly help us gather strength and possibly prepare us for the road ahead. But, but, I don't know that going in the opposite direction is what we need to be doing. While that may help us gather strength, is taking time. And uh, I, I don't think we have much time. I, I, I truly think... I disagree with you, Sut. I have a feeling... Many of our problems that we've faced so far have been because we rush into everything head-on without taking our time to think and taking our time to learn and, frankly, just taking our time. We can... We can... These people could use our help. And in giving them help, we could make ourselves stronger. Uh, I... We can help. I'm not denying that. We can go to Ardebriorn. We can help the wounded. We can cover, uh, shovel out snow. We can we can go to uh, Sunshade. We can go to to Zero home. We can out there. But what are we going to do? Change the weather? What are we going to do? No. What we are treating right now are symptoms of the cause. This world has become sick. The balance is off. We can help these things out, but what's not to say that the snow continues falling, another avalanche happens, and then we just took a whole week to travel to Mordorbjorn to help people out, and then when we leave again, it happens. Plus, what's not, this, what's not to say that we... I, <clears throat> I need something to happen. Um, when you say something's not right, the balance is off. I need both you and I need uh, Finn to roll a 1d4. Oh, God. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> a 1! Okay. 
a two. So an arc of like lightning, but like a static electricity kind of arc will kind of zap between the both of you. Uh, so you'll take one point of damage. Finn, you'll take two. Okay. I don't Ow. know what that was, but let's not talk about that again, I guess. Soot, if I may. And I... please forgive me if I am being too bold or going too far. I know you have things you want to do in Moorburn that are very personal in nature to you. I have things I want to do here that are very personal, but we have to leave. It might be better for us to go and help other people out and gain our strength and bide a little bit of time and get to know each other better in a time where we have to actually not worry about everything so fast. Corey, uh, if, I, if I may ask a question. Um, yeah. Callisto is the only one here who's been into the Grangle Jungle. She knows how dangerous it is. How, I, this might be metagaming a little bit, how ready do you think they are? To... Close. Okay. Cool. Okay. I mean, by the time you guys get up there, just the experience of the travel alone, you'd probably assume they would be pretty prepared. I just... All of these problems that have happened, all of these things that are going on, what can we do about them? What can we do? Mysterious who's running around who has to kidnap people that are just as powerful as us and hold them hostage and accept arcane trenches. What can we do about an avalanche? Nothing. What can we do we about... Can dig the people out who might be dying. So we can... But it's going to take a week to get there. And what are they... Oh, they're God. just going to survive in the snow for six days? Do you think yes. that's feasible? Uh, I do. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I will say, though, uh, Finn will get up and, like, all right, all right. We're getting a little too heated here. It's, I, I get where you're coming from, Caster. I do. There's a chance to help people, and, and we, we may not be strong enough, but we don't know that yet. We also have to worry about the crystal, Arwen. If we don't, if we don't get to her, someone else may, and we don't know what will happen. And if we go too soon, we die, and we don't get to her at all. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And and uh, uh, Finn's going to turn to Soot. I I I get your your side too, Soot. We we don't know if us. Going to these places and helping will fix anything. It'll just be like putting a band-aid on on a on a sinking ship. But there could be a chance that we learn more about the the what is happening and be better prepared for the grunt the jungle or figuring out what happens. You can't just of... go ahead, sorry. On top of that, we're all acting under the casual assumption that we're not ready. We've grown stronger this entire time. I've been in the Grangle Jungle. I've run away from the Grangle Jungle. I've seen the hell 
so to speak, that that jungle can be. Give it not even that much time and we can survive it. So, personally, I think we take our time heading up, but we need to get going. I have an answer to Soot's question in a roundabout way, but it also requires answering it with a question to Finn. Finn, you mentioned the likelihood of my temple's activities being associated with the crystal, or the unlikelihood, whatever the case may be. I think the best way to investigate that, which is something that is in our control, which is what we're talking about right now, is to go and see what or if the crystal in the Granville jungle has been mobilized or stimulated in some way that has caused my temple to act and reciprocate. So your vote is to go to the, the jungle? I Maybe not directly. I think... Soot, I don't mean to step on toes here, but you said you knew where to get money, and I think I know where you're talking about. Hey, it's technically mine anyway, so I don't think it's considered theft. Right. Also, maybe, oh, maybe sorry, there may be knowledge and quite literally an experience or two. Um, I, relative to that money. I can almost guarantee you that at least in reference to Zolom, there will be information. However, if I warrant, or if I may add one more thing to argue against going to Sunshade or anywhere there, we can't exactly go straight there. We have to go practically around. We have to go all the way to Sorlem, south, to the Warning Stones, through the desert. It's not exactly like we can cut through the mountains, wander through the wastes of the desert, and just find ourselves there. That is a surefire way to get ourselves killed, as running into the Grangle jungle unprepared would be. If I... I... Corey, this is more of a question, but it's also based on an assumption. Um, I I know Zare knows the extent of his partner's job ferrying people, and possibly the extent of the ferrying service continentally. Um, I believed at one point there was discussion of taking a ship from the pulpit docks down to Sandshade. Is that a real option, or did I imagine that? Then, um, Zara will say, we're not exactly in the worst position to undertake some of these options. At least in close proximity to each other. If we go to Lorbrum, and we gain the knowledge, and knowledge is power, 
by that time, we should be, by Callisto's testimony, ready to enter the Grand Old Jungle, find out what's up with the crystal, find a way to, to secure it, and then make our way back down through Fortosum, where we have unfinished business, and then to Sandshade and beyond via the, the Pulpa Docks. And Moldebjorn, if, Moldebjorn, if, uh, if necessary as well. And, oh, are you, are you finished? Is, is there just one more thing? Okay. We still have to find Matthew. If we find Matthew, and Jason becomes safe, I think that puts us in a better position to go to Motorbjorn than without them. I DM, would Martha mm. know any passages through the mountains? Because I'm guessing yes. She would at least know the way in and out. There are a few... Uh, but most of them end up going into Hargus' territory. And as a dragon, they are trapped. Caster is going to look to Zara, or look to um, Soot again. And in, uh, in a rare fashion, you can actually see his normal, like, the way he tries to keep his facade up and keep even killed. You can see he start to has have some emotion brewing underneath all of that. I left Tansom in the first place to help people. And I don't feel like I've helped anyone since I've left. Wherever we've gone, a wake of destruction has followed us. People have died. What is going to Lorbrim going to do to help the people? Tell me. Give me a reason. That's roll me um a con save. Who? Uh caster. Ooh, that's not a good one of mine. It's just severe pain. Um you're gonna get a migraine for one. I see him start clenching his eyes and his jaw a little bit. Uh and then you are going to go into a vision. And his eyes will open up and they'll be glowing. Um, you'll feel as if you're standing in about, let's say, about two to three inches of water. And this place has this wide open feel of a vastness to it. And there's a, a blue hue to where there is light in this area. And. Uh, off in the distance, there is a girl who is, is kind of curled down, um, seemingly afraid, and in the dark, kind of huddled underneath of a table. Is this a vision where I'm able to do anything? You do seem to be able to move. I will approach and lean down and ask what's wrong. She doesn't seem to be able to recognize that you're there. Uh, you're seeing an event. 
I'm gonna flip up. Bleeding. Um, on the floor is scattered pieces of tabletop uh, children's games, um, some that you might not even really recognize. Um, and there is uh, in in her, in her hand a couple more rings that she is is like hurriedly kind of just tossing into the water um and and kind of once they hit you'll see kind of the the unfortunate blood that she has on kind of ripple through the water as she kind of sits there in a, in a place that seems to be fading in and out of of like even light and then eventually the light kind of dims out for a bit and you get pulled back before i go before i was gonna go i was gonna try to reach down put a hand on slash near and use my racial ability as an azamar uh to provide her with some healing for whatever reason it does not work um whether this be from the past something that cannot change or something from the future that you're not present to change. Um, the laws of, of seeing visions kind of unfortunately suck. You can't really... He, he, this is the first one he's been able to interact with, so he wasn't fair. sure. Um, unfortunately, no. Yep. So he gets back and immediately falls backwards. Just on pure instinct, I'm gonna catch him. She's she's been there for a few of his visions, so it's kind of a her and Zara, I believe, are the ones who are who are the ones who are right there when he starts having his visions because they've been around for the most of them. Had another vision. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. I don't know what it's about. I've never seen anything like it. What did you say? Uh, there was... I was in an area that was very vast. I couldn't tell where it ended. There was water on the ground. There was light coming in, and it was bluish. And I saw far away from me uh, a girl curled down under a table, and she was afraid, and she was bleeding. And I approached her, and upon the table she was under, there were scattered bunches of children's games. Uh, lots of colors, lots of different things. I don't know what they were. Uh, she had some rings in her hand, and she was uh, throwing them into the water as she bled. And then everything went dark, and I came back here. Is that exactly what I think it is? Like, Finn would recognize that, would he? I'm so well. most likely. You will see Finn's eyes wide, and he will say, "You saw Arwen. That's where I was. She's in trouble. We have to get to the crystal." And from his position down, still being, you know, held up. He'll he'll look back to Soot again. Give me an answer. Make me feel better about this. My father, Mayor Bishop Hogan, 
household gain of Lordrum was to answer for his crimes against both this town of Lordrum and the kingdom of Sorlum. He must stand trial for all of his crimes, including murder, uh, heresy, treason, assault, uh, illegal use of magic, many much uses, and there must be set right uh, basically everything that's happened in Lordrum. That is what I plan to bring, is justice and order. Not myself, well, I will bring the justice and the order, but I will not be the justice and the order. That cannot stand, he cannot be allowed to rule. Honestly, one more day. And I plan to see him deposed of power. I say so... we go to Lorbrum. I'm sorry he even suggested. It seems like it caused a bit of a fuss. Castor will use Callisto's arm to help push himself up to standing, and he'll wipe a little bit of blood off of his nose. Um, that migraine was a killer. And he'll nod to soot. I guess we have justice to deliver then. And had a husband to fight. Uh, that too, Callisto had a Speaking of, I, I was just going to say perhaps we catch two murderers. Yours and mine. Perhaps uh, Inadin Frostfisher should very possibly, very likely have a bit of information that we need for Onbutsum and our undead friend. Exactly. But, um, I want this to be known that I take no pleasure in this trial. It is what needs to be done. He thought you were thinking in anyone's worst interest, honey. This is just a difficult situation. There's a lot of places we want to be, want to go, but we can only go to one. And I think Lorbrum is the right choice. You're you are mistaken. We may be only go to one now. That does not mean we will not go to to Motobjorn or to Sandshade. It is just this is the course for now that we think is best. Again, well spoken. Castor will nod to Soot again. He will turn, give Callisto's hand a small squeeze, mouth thank you to her, and then he will start making his way towards outside. Uh, Finn, I, I have a request slash suggestion of you tomorrow. As you said, you could do much today. Uh, tomorrow, do you wish to message either Sarah's mom or the princess and alert them the avalanche in Motobjorn? That should be under... Uh, uh, Portosum's uh, protection, and they should be able to some sort of help if Polpa hasn't already. I can they do that in the morning. Yeah, they don't take kindly to strangers, but given everything, I, I would, wouldn't be against sending some people that way. I will, I will make sure they know that 
so they can be prepared just in case, but I will message them in the morning. I'll message the Zer's mother, and, and she is acting as the queen for right now. So we're leaving Tansom tomorrow night? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow so morning. We'll, we'll rest and, and leave unless anyone has any last-minute errands, but I assume we're, we've had our fill. I'd I... like to. Um, no, go ahead, dear. No, oh, no, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. I was just going to say, while I'm here, I would like to give a sermon, but that's really not the most important thing right now. I would like to borrow a gold and go get some, like some tailor work done real quick before we leave. Uh, so it'll toss you a gold. Thank you. Uh, Martha, perhaps that's what you could do. Uh, in addition to what Finn has done to assist, give a sermon, alert everyone to the avalanche that happened, see if Finn and Tansom can lend aid. Now we're talking like a true guilt, I say, as I am um, I'm chasing Caster out the door and I catch up with him um very quickly and have him lean on me because I don't like that much blood going to his head and then him falling over and then standing up just as quick. <laughs> he'll he'll gladly uh take the assistance. And he'll look to you. He'll, you know, he'll make a, con a concerted effort to look to you, so you can see his lips moving well. And he'll say, "I, I just want to help people." Let's get you somewhere where you're not burning up. That's why I went outside. The snow feels nice. Okay. And you'll see him pause for a second, and. He'll look to you, and then he'll notice that you, you were about to say something, so he'll nod. Yes, sir, can I ask you a favor? If if it's within the possibility of what I can do, yes. I believe it is, but it's not a nice favor. Maybe you'll see my point later. Can you show me your wings? Um... Uh, DM, quick look around. Uh, amongst the snow? Not really many people. <clears throat> He'll pull you down like a side alley. Okay. And he will un unleash his wings. And Corey, what do they look like? Um, currently... A little skeletal. A couple of the feathers are still falling. Zara is going to unabashedly start um, gently feeling the rings. He's not going to stroke it for feel, fear of pulling off any remaining feathers. But he is going to walk around Caster and he's going to say, Back in Aharaza, there were legends of creatures. They're bat like creatures. I've heard them described similarly to. 
vampires, however, in this version, they're not always evil. They guard the memories of the people that are laid at the at the grave sites. Sometimes they do evil things to people in town, evil things to children. In other legends, they're protectors. You know, Castor, uh, I've walked this road for many years and wisdom's often failed me. I think that faith can be misplaced, but no force on this planet can take it from you. Faith is a part of your soul, and it won't lie to you if it's a good one, which yours certainly is. For example, if you ask your soul, did I lie to my mother? Your faith will always give you an answer. It knows more than your head does. Faith isn't something you get to choose either. You simply believe it, don't believe it anymore, or never did. Same as if I told you something ridiculous. You cannot believe it. So is faith. Now, people are different, of course. Some do not question what they believe. The orthodoxy, nobles if their hearts are hardened. Others must. Philosophers. Artists. But please remember what I said. No force can take away your faith. You don't possess a soul. Your soul possesses you. And you'll see Caster's a little bit like speechless at this. Like he's trying, but he he's a little lost. And then he'll just nod at you. Thank you. I I find myself turning to you for wisdom now more than I would even turn to my my church or anyone else. Your words have helped me on more than one occasion now. No, Castor, I, I, I think your wings are still beautiful. They do good, but you can put them away if you wish. He'll uh, close his eyes and try to focus and bust them back in. Um, and he'll reach in for a big hearty hug. <laughs> hey, by now, Castor's getting pretty used to it. And he'll, he'll give you a big, big hug back, and then he'll pause for a second remembering everything that's just happened. And he'll look to you. And you'll see that, again, a little bit of that facade dropping, and you could see, like, confusion and attempting to to parse together what he wants to ask you. You can tell, like, what he wants to ask you is not something he's necessarily the most comfortable with. So he will pause. And then after a, a pause, he'll be like, I... I I wanted to ask your advice on something else. Of course. So, you you know me fairly well, I'd say. Probably better than most in this group. Um, Maybe. I 
I'm not the best with interpersonal relationships and friendships. I didn't have the best social life growing up now that I look back at it. I'm a little socially hindered when it comes to things like that. Uh, All right. What? And you can see, like, he he's really beating around the bush with this one. Like, he's 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 trying to figure out how he wants to say it, and then he's just gonna he's gonna go out caster blunt mode at it. What do you do when you have feelings for someone? Giving them flowers. I almost took credit for those ones. Giving flowers. I, I is. How do you know if you have feelings for someone though? At first, Leander and I hated each other. It was weird for a time, but <laughs> I'm not sure I have an answer, Caster. I I want to say that I do. I want to say that I have some expertise on the subject so I can feel successful in my own life, but I don't think that's what it's about. It's not about your life. It's about the other person. So... It's not a skill that you can train. It's not a perception that you can hone. It's something that you have to feel with your heart. And and I really do mean that sincerely, not not nearly as metaphorically as it might sound. Uh, I think you just have yeah. to go with it. Caster will, will like smile a bit at you and he'll say, my heart is a strange thing. Um, it's all sorts of new feelings. I, you guys were my first friends. I had acquaintances, I had people I studied with. I had the high priest who he took me in and treated me well, but you know, he was never, he was as close to a father figure as I could have had, but again, I I took my studying and my religion very seriously. I didn't necessarily have the time for other things. There is a different type of introspection between people of your cloth and people of mine. I don't know if I would call myself a monk, a lot of my experience is practical. Um, but I understand that with religion, I'm going to be blunt with you, Haster. I'm not a fan of the kind of advice that the priests here have given you. I'm not going to lie to you or mince words either. I'm not the biggest fan either. It doesn't it doesn't feel the same to me as when the high priest of the Church of Demeter would give me advice and when Marsha was giving me advice. 
that was different. I had part of the reason I gravitated away from the Church of the Crystal and other churches. I liked what I found there. I'm going to say something a bit controversial, and then that's all I'll say. But I'll always be here for you. I don't know how that's controversial, but thank you, my friend. I think you should turn away from these new churches. I think you should turn away from this new money that's everywhere. I think the answers that you seek for yourself lie back in the desert. And that's when you'll see him, like, he'll re-steal re up. Perhaps. I'm sorry if that came out kind of rough, but I said I'd say no more. So. I, I understand the desert is just a place. I was willing to go with you to help you on that, but I don't... I don't want to go back. My parents discarded me like I was trash. Oh. As we're talking, having this heartfelt moment, um, kind of from behind you, um, from please from the, say somebody's mugging us. Please say no, somebody's uh, mugging us. From behind Caster, through like the thicket of snow, there's going to be a very quick, very narrow and thin object that's going to come at you with a 18 to hit, sir. Who, me? Does that break uh, your armor class? Yes, 18 breaks it. It depends on who. Yeah, it breaks mine too, actually, yeah. Just barely. That will deal 13 piercing damage. Okay. I'm going to um, take that damage. And I'm going to immediately slap Caster on the arm with... Uh, Perendi's bond. Um, Cast, yeah. So we so for listeners, we each get a plus one bonus to attack rolls and saving throws um, while caster is marked. And caster will from his back remove his shield that Soot gave him back. And um and interpose himself between the direction of which that came from in Zareth, and he'll look around, see if he can see anything, and he will reach back, touching uh, Zareth. Where did it hit Zareth in the arm? It would say right, kind of like right here between the actual like bone here and the the. With a quick glance, what is it? The the clavicle, like the shoulder. Clavicle. Bone? So probably right here in the clavicle between the clavicle and the shoulder. Okay. Um, just just barely passing between that area and the shoulder blades. It's actually gone clean through. Okay, so then I will put my hand over it and I will uh, cure him quickly. How much is that? Thank uh, you. Eight points of healing. So you are closing the wound. Uh, I don't know. It's up to you if it closes it. I'm just healing him. So yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, Zareth, can I get a Constitution save with disadvantage? Yes, you may. That'll be a seven. Thank you very much. 
Um, sorry if the caster hasn't done all done so already. Um, I'm assuming that wherever we were parked, that kind of formed the alleyway. Um, that we're by because we didn't like go across an intersection, for example, to find an alleyway. So I am knocking on the side of our cart and yelling. Um, indescript words, just just syllables, um, to make as much noise as possible. Um, if not, that our companions can get out fast enough um, to uh, else scare the attackers off. I'm going to look around and see, do I see anything? Quite nothing. Roll for it if you like. I would like to roll for it. Uh, give me a perception. Disadvantage because of the snow. 20. Is that with disadvantage? It is indeed. I rolled a natural 19, so plus 4 is 23, minus 3 for disadvantage is 20. So, you don't see any person, but from the angle of where he was hit and the way that the arrow went in, it had to have been a more kind of uh, vertical area. And off in the distance, probably about, oh, I'd say 120 to 150 feet away, is a small guard tower. I'm uh, trying to see what I have for spells. 120 feet, you say? Uh... But you don't see any person there. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I am going to hold my shield up and stand in front of Zareth and like kind of like bump him with my butt backwards because I'm trying to like look down and find the arrow. Did Where it went, Drew? Yeah. Did we hear the noise Zareth was making on the cart? I'd say so, yeah. And okay. Z <laughs> uh, Finn would have rushed out as soon as he started hearing noises, so. Same, same with Soot. I was just, I wasn't sure if they're it's going to be an initiative or an announcement yeah. or anything like that. Same with Glisto. Everyone's hopping out. So the one thing that is, is different is, is by the time you get back to the cart, Zer, you know, you've been scooting on the ground. The arrow and its pieces are kind of off to the side here. There is a rolled up kind of like paper on the end of the shaft. I'll read it if I can. You have been marked the silent blade. Not that I would know. Maybe I would. Maybe maybe this is like a desert organization. Um I'll make a history check to identify this new hunter. <laughs> okay. 18. <clears throat> from history and from what you know, I I wouldn't think you would deal in this part of, of any of this knowledge within certain places. Not even back home. Okay. He doesn't ring a bell. Okay. 
Um, any, sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to stretch this any further, but is there any, like, um, like, uh, strings that I might be able to help somebody else if I were to describe, like, the shape of the arrow, the color of the arrow, the, the, any seals on the letter? Give me a perception on the arrow. Okay. Ah! Oh no! Two plus a six, so that's a, a that's an eight. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is nothing. So, like, you feel that there could be a clue. I'll give you at least that. Okay. You're not finding it. I I basically know there's something, but it's broken off, or I missed it, or it's I, gone. <laughs> I uh, I put my hand out asking Caster puts his hand out asking Zareth for the arrow. He wants to look at it not for the same reason, but he wants to inspect it to see if perhaps it was poisoned or if there was anything bad about it. Like he's gonna do a medicine check over it and like give it a sniff, give it all that. Um I'll hand it over. Um what was the name of the the you it just said you have been marked? The silent or, blade. Silent blade, the silent blade. It has some something factiony about it, and I'll hand it over to Caster. I'm uh, uh, not touching the tip. Caster will look at it, give the tip a sniff, like look at everything, do a medicine check, which is a uh, 18. Um, so this medicine is this this arrow is very interesting. No matter the amount of healing this weapon makes a scar that will not go away. Is there any poison on it? No, um, there is not. Okay. Um, Corey, mm -hmm. just because the silent blade, I, have, have we encountered any of this yet or are we still running up? Um, I, I'd say I'd say you guys are all there at this point. Okay, because they were just outside. You'll see Caster yeah. like out in front of Zareth with his shield out and like looking at an arrow. Did you say yeah. the name out loud or? No, Caster didn't. He was just looking at the arrow. I'm okay. Uh, just because me as a player, the Silent Blade sounds kind of huh. so. Just as a precautionary measure, do I recognize the arrow from? A massacre? Okay. So that, that's a no. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Obligatory soot being a nerd. Yeah, yeah same with uh, Finn. Soot, you might. Go ahead and give me okay. a roll. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, history. History. May I roll as well? Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh never mind. Like I said, history. soot is a nerd. <laughs> Uh, so, so yes, your father has worked with this gentleman before. Uh, he is a murderer. Okay. He is a hired man to kill. Hmm. Do you do you share that? Uh, yeah, so its face will darken at the mention of, of the silent blade. As as soon as you mention it, uh, do you still do you still have the arrow? 
Me? Uh, yeah, you were yeah. just looking at it. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of it or anything. Yeah, yeah just kind oh, of figured it peek over. He'll, he'll, Castro will reach out his hand for it. He's going to try something. Uh, so we'll hand it over. He's going to snap it over his knee. And then he is going to cast the spell Locate Object and locate for a whole arrow like that. That's what he's going to be searching for. You will only get that. He must have gotten too far away. Okay. Or he um, only brought one arrow. If I... Is, is this a kind of thing... Um, with certain things like this, where it's like, ah, this person has been paid X amount of gold to kill someone. You can just pay them that same amount. And, like, you know, like, you can pay off the bounty on your own head. Is this a Not situation? this guy. Okay, that's why I figured. Um, this guy works at a bit of a different kind of pace, and a lot of people don't like dealing with him for a few reasons. Um, because there is a chance that he'll turn on the person who hired him. It's a slim chance. Uh, but if he is initially beaten in a fair combat, then he will turn and kill the person who hired him. So he, he just leaves messages like you've been marked and he gives them a fighting chance, I guess? I, it's... I guess the most honorable you can is an assassin. Yes, tell someone you're coming for them, you give them a chance to fight back, and if they win, then they win. And if they don't, then you get paid. Sorry, I... Corey, um... I'm terribly sorry. I got I got mixed up and I totally interrupted you, so... It... Oh. Uh, so... That... Actually, uh... Again, question, does it have to be the target fights or just anyone fights like just can i it is okay. a one-on-one -on -one honor fight i wasn't sure if it was like picking a champion or anything like that uh okay so good, good news bad news i suppose uh good news or bad news first you have been targeted for death i'm not going to crime you committed but or what wrong you have done but the good news is there is a way out if you personally duel this man uh if you win then nothing will happen if you lose you die anyway so there's that's exciting hey it's exciting as a word for it um but sorry, I had a question for Corey. Um, you asked earlier if um, Caster was closing the wound. It did fully heal me. You are still left with a scar. Okay. That's all I was wondering, because I, I, at first I thought it didn't, but it it did. Um, so I'm just left with a scar. Um, a very small scar. <laughs> Me. It's a scar. Yeah. So, I mean, this just points to the fact that we need to leave. 
Agreed. We now have an assassin after Zareth. What else is going to happen? Like, literally, what have we stepped into where all of this is because is of us? As he as he like holds his hand out and like sit, like put like with the snow the thunder then Zare's wound is just like. Um, I I will see. Um, well, while we should leave, that's not really going to de incentivize uh, the the silent blade. So yeah, that that won't change. Leaving won't save him. Um, not to be. A downer, but just kind of the way it works. I'm not saying that's an incentive. I'm just it, it's me lamenting that we we seem to have done something to get on something's bad side. I that's a bit suspicious, though, to me, because this thing that has been around town that has been killing people and has Jason hostage. Doesn't seem like, why hire assassin when you could feasibly do it yourself? I, I think this may be something else, but I don't know why. Why do something if you can get someone else to take the fall for it? As much as this is fun to sit here and think about what's going on, we should probably get inside because one of us already got shot with an arrow. It has gotten late at this point, too. The sun's starting to go down. Yes. Okay, so let's, um, get inside, but I still suggest we take watch to make sure that no one, uh, gets in. I agree with that. Agreed. I'll, um, I'll take first. Um, Zara, if you just go to the furthest back, uh, and everyone and kind of sleep in the front. Hmm? I don't like the idea of them chopping through you to get to me. I'll sleep where I normally sleep, if that's okay. That's that's fine. Um, if I understand his methods correctly, I believe stealth will be his first option, um, and I just want to have eyes on him. I don't think it's necessarily wise to try to stop him, but it may be wise to give a holler and then kind of stand back, stand aside. I have a few things that I could do. I don't I... think I'll be getting much sleep. Oh, okay. That's that's fair. Um, well, I was I have another thing I, I'd like to do as well. Um, Finn, if you have a moment... That moment's gone. Okay, that's... I suppose you get light of that. That's not a joke I would make, but I didn't... Well, I guess I did know him, but I, I don't know him as well as you do. Um, Sorry, I, it's... it With everything that's happened, it's... It, you have to have some light. Yeah, just... Uh, sure, what, what, what do you need? Um, I figure with... With... Caster's vision, and with our connection to Arwen, perhaps we could try to 
communicate with her to see if anything is wrong already and to possibly warn her of things to come, if the vision of the future that Castor had? I, I mean, as much as I'd love to, I don't really know how we'd even do that. I don't either, but I plan on playing it by ear. Quick question, is the ring, is my ring and Soot's ring glowing because we're, like, closer? A little bit, but, like, not not by much. It's it's more of, like, an acknowledgement. Uh, it's a faintly light, brighter glow, but, you know, it's, it's not going to blind you. Okay, uh, well, while we're closer, I'm going to look at the ring and, and say trying to remember what was said when the lightning hit. The balance has been shifted. Anything? Uh, I believe it was something like that. The balance is off. But that's not exactly there's what there's, I... There's another crack of lightning. I need each of you to roll a 1d4. Two. Oh, that's all doing. That's it. <laughs> uh, with a four, so you go unconscious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do I also four damage? Yes. Okay. Dear. Uh, I knew I had that effect on women, but I didn't think I had that effect on, on men as well. Does somebody help me carry him? I, I'm very weak. So is everyone else in the party! <laughs> yeah. I... I, I... I turn into a bear and, and go pick him up and just kind of over my shoulder. So it's the strong one, y'all. <laughs> That's probably out for the night. Well, uh, Callisto, do you, would you like to take the first watch with me? I don't trust my ability to make bear noises. You get the the general sense of a... Uh, I'll take uh, that she, as a yes. She is just going to walk into the cart, like squeeze through the door, um, and and just go put... Sit down and then go find a room to hide in. Also, I think I can make a bear noise, but it may uh, spike the audio. Yeah, it's basically Whoa. just... Yeah, that's, so, that's why I'm not doing it is I don't want to I don't want to fuck with the audio. Just so you know, uh, Finn, because I'm I'm gonna be rolling for exhaustion. Uh, Caster is is not going to sleep tonight, so he'll be out on all watches. Uh, okay. But so that means you can go and find Callisto in the room, and there will still be somebody on watch. I I I, I and during middle of the first watch, I, that's what Finn will do. He'll leave Caster to watch and go find Callisto. Has Finn been able to sleep since he he came back from the dead yet? I'm not. I'm gonna say not really. Right. His when he closes uh, his eyes, he sees the void. So after about an hour, you're gonna start feeling the effects of exhaustion. Okay. He's he's still like he's still not going to sleep. It's also kind of the reason he's not getting on to Caster for not sleeping. Because he's not. 
But he's going to find, like, keep searching until he finds the room where Callisto's in. Uh, she's not hard to find. You find her, uh, sitting in, in one of the smaller rooms, tending a little yellow potted plant. Looks to be, like we said it was pansies? Corey? Lily, I think it was. No, it definitely wasn't Lily's. Oh, it was it pansies was... or something else. Flowers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's pansies. Um, it's, it's flowers. Yeah, it's, it's yellow flowers. Um, she kind of looks up, looks back down, keeps tending the flowers. You know, if you don't really give me the chance to apologize, I can't really like know what's wrong. You, what do you have to apologize for? I kind of would like to know, uh, but I feel like I've upset at you by being being brought back, or I've done something. You keep avoiding me. Don't take it personally. It's it's a me. Th- it's not you. It's me. What do you mean? Like, I mean, you know, I I'm I can li- I can help if I can. Uh, it's hard to explain. I, in some form, have been... I, let's just say I deal with a lot of fucking survivor's guilt. And then somebody comes back who didn't survive. And it's my fault. It's my fault. You're, you died. How am I supposed to respond to that, Finn? Knowing it wasn't your fault. Did you... How can you say that? Did you strike me down? Were you the shadow creature? Exactly. No, but I let it happen. Castor and I both. But... Frankly, I blame myself. Castor has enough to blame himself for. Oh, very stupid. Y'all know that? It's not y'all's fault. It's not none of us. No, yes, it's all of our faults. We all decided what... Lister, do you have a ring yet? Yes, I do. Can can you show me a wisdom save, please? Yeah, I, I got you. Is people going to keep it passing out next to me? Oh Ooh. my god. Second natural, natural 20 of the night, bitches! So you succeed on pulling back from anything, but there is a feeling that what you're about to do is for the greater good. The ring is willing you to punch him in the face. <laughs> I I kind of look at the ring for a second. Look at Finn. You're all just, I mean, like I said, you're all, we're all, you're all stu- bah! Yeah, no, I, I kind of look at him. Look at the ring. Look at him. Punch him with the hand uh, with the ring on it. Death roll attack. 
Uh, you can if you wish. Okay, because um, I have a negative strength mod. <laughs> this is where we get to go into a, a cool moment, though, too, where I also get to ask, um, Finn, yeah. would you like to go unconscious for a little bit of extra fun? Okay. Oh, come on. You know me. Okay. Of course I'm going to say yes. Uh, so, uh, Calissa, you can go ahead and deal damage if you wish. You don't have to. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt him. I'm just trying to punch him. Because I feel like he's, he's arguing a point that is not going to be taken well. Unarmed strength is one plus strength, right? Which is nothing. (laughs) So it'd be zero. So, you're going to hit back. And we're going to come back to everybody who's in the land of the awake. And we're going to go into the land of the sleeping. Now, the first thing I want is I want to hear Finn's favorite dream in the world. Where everything goes right. No, you don't. You don't want to hear that. It's it's not PG-13. Oh, shut up. It is. (laughs) You're a bard. (laughs) Have I done anything besides try to seduce the princess? Okay, I'll shut up now. But, um... Um... His favorite dream is him in a in this big almost like Coliseum stadium and the center of it and everybody just cheering, applauding him as he plays one of the most beautiful songs that has ever been played. And it's just a, like an entire like sea of smiles of, ha- of people just being happy. Uh, like, so then, while that's going on, uh, Soot, you're walking in through the two double doors at the Coliseum, down into the center. Just off in the distance, you see Finn. I'll walk toward him. Seeing as there's a recognizable face. Okay. And so, Finn, there is this weird feeling. Like, you know when you're in a dream, how you don't really always know that you're in one. Mm-hmm. You know? But there's this element that's standing out in your dream more so than anything else. And that, that element is a friend approaching you. And there's this weird kind of visual about them. Like, they don't belong. It's not horrible but you know they don't belong in this where you're at it's not a bad thing but it's curious i i will stop for a second and and be like you're gonna have to take your seat no one should be able to be on the stage uh, so we'll look around. Are there seats available for me? You're you're in an empty coliseum. Oh, no. okay. And I'll sit uh, in uh, in the good seats. I will sit front row, slightly to the side. Every person that he moves through, Finn, uh, in your side, because this is a packed stadium, mm-hmm. they disappear. That's that. That stop. Stop moving. 
Okay. Uh, so we'll stop. That's such... What are I... you doing here? Uh, don't rightfully know, to be honest. Uh... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. This always takes a minute. That's right. Dreamwalker. Can only remember that when I'm walking dreams. Always a delightful thing to rediscover every night. So I'm here. How are you doing, Finn? Six more people around him will disappear. I'm kind of breaking the fiction of the dream here by just kind of letting you know that you're in one, so I apologize. It'll probably take about a minute until you, the whole thing kind of collapses. The stadium will stay, though, so you can keep playing if you enjoy the acoustics. He will just kind of deflate as he just sees more people disappear. It's like, I thought I had uh, done it. Oh, well, I mean, you, you can. I mean, just put your head, put your mind to it. Don't focus on anything. Focus on what's going on. Use that power to... As you say that, as you say that though, in his vision, all the fans disappear. He's left in an empty coliseum in the dead center in the middle of night with only the stars and yourself to greet him. Finn's the brightest star of them all. Uh, I, it uh, seems even in dreams I bring, uh, bring ruin. But um, I suppose while we're here, um, we can go ahead and finish what we are going to do in the waking world. Wait. Nope, I won't say that phrase, even in a dream. I don't really want to see what's one layer beneath dreams. That kind of seems to be a scary place. So, um, uh, let me just go ahead and do this now. I'm going to try to, like, mentally cast out towards Arwen, kind of, like, send, like, a mental ping her way. Yeah, Finn... He's still kind of just looking at the empty crowd, and you'll hear him say, You know, before I died, my one of my biggest dreams was just to be fam like famous, to be known throughout the land, to see people just smile as I play. So, sorry for the dogs, for one. Um, as you send that ping out, you're not going to receive anything. But at the end of Finn's words, Finn, you're going to hear a very similar tune that you remember a little while back in a forest. Leading you out of the Coliseum. Yeah, and it won't, it's kind of like, I'm going to say sleepwalking, where he's not really paying attention, but he goes to the noise. Not even saying anything to Soot, just follows. Uh, so we'll follow, seeing Finn move. So you guys will head out of the Coliseum into this large, open vastness of just dark about two inches of water at your feet, kind of clap as you walk. 
and you don't see anything at first, but you hear the sobbing. And around your feet, you see a mixture of blood in the water. And then you hear a very fast motion behind you. As you turn, something large moves by your vision, but something a little too fast to comprehend. Something hiding in the darkness. Um, can Soot kind of, like, conjure their spear? Like, I honestly, I assume Soot is, like, walking around in basically, like, plain clothes, at least for Soot. So they'll kind of, like, extend their arm and kind of, like, cast spear out and then, like, ignite it in the green flame. Um, so this is something new, um that figure in the darkness thing, so perhaps we should make this quick, and then we can get back to the stadium and the safety of dreams. Arwen, are you out there? Yeah, you'll hear more sobbing. I will walk towards the sobbing. Eventually you will kind of walk a little bit farther about 17, 18 minutes, and you'll kind of step and, and crunch a glass chest piece underneath your foot. And you'll look up, and then off to the distance will be the large table you remember sitting at. The light of the area is almost dimmed. And there's a figure underneath the table bleeding. I'll go under the table and see if I can, I will ca like cast healing word on the figure. It At, won't do much. Are you, what's, what's going on? Uh, she'll just kind of, you see almost like a traumatization a bit. Like her eyes won't stop scanning the edges of the darkness. And she's going to try to stammer to talk, but nothing really coherent is going to come out besides st stolen, stolen, where, 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 the, the darkness, where. I will conjure my lyre and just start playing a very calming song try to get her to just just listen and just one of the strings will break i'll put it down and just start humming to her just trying to get her to to calm down if, if he has to he'll like like hug her, like try to pull her closer to him. What would Sid be doing? Uh, actually, while uh, Caster is doing that, Sid will kind of like walk over, plant his Caster. spear. Oh, I say Caster. Sid will walk over to Finn, plant his spear nearby with like the flame lit, 
and then just walk into the darkness, um, kind of like a distance away from the group. Uh, whatever is out there, uh, is it safe to assume you're Zolom? And so wait and feel this pressure in your gut. It's almost as if like something is squeezing your stomach because they're trying to make you regurgitate your last meal. Uh, I'm I'm not sure but you're getting out there, but I apologize if I offended you, I suppose, but the least you could do is use words. You feel as though you're being stalked in the darkness. Almost by a predator. Uh, soot will sit in the water, cross-legged, and close their eyes. And just kind of wait. So... I need a deck save from you. A dexterity save. Not my best. Oh, not the worst. 17? Here's the crappy part. It's still not good enough. I figured. <laughs> and can we say, uh, I mean, I know I'm pulling this again, but I am humming. Can you get a bardic inspiration from that? Or am I too focused on Arwen? I would say you're too focused on her. And I walked Especially away because even with the way this is going to end, well, it, it won't help against you a little bit. Okay, know. okay, that's fine. This creature will emerge from the darkness. This large, scaled, four-legged and two, well, six-legged uh, creature, large, black talons, a purple body, and a scorpion-like tail towards the end. Uh, kind of looking like something that came from an alien movie, only a little bit more canine-like. That's going to basically jump out of the darkness almost immediately, and you're going to wake up. Okay. Uh, in that brief second, can I try to get a roll of some sort as to what that is? Um, You can definitely try. I would love to try. What? On Earth, would I roll? Uh, you can roll a Arcana or a History. They are the same. Good Lord. Okay, 25. 25 for Arcana. They are known as the Caltath. The Caltath? Caltath. Okay. They are... Um, basically the sharks of the medium world. If you leave your body, they will attempt to eat your soul. Oh. Noted. Astral, astral sharks, basically? Basically. Sewer sharks, yeah! Street sharks! There we go. Um, 
quick, quick question, and then we can go back to Finn. Uh, assuming that I wake up, does it count as a long rest? And do I read? Yes, and do I regain hit points and everything accordingly? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you'll wake up early the next morning with everyone else. Right at, at the normal time. Okay. Great. 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 Thank you. Uh, Corey, the dreamscape. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought you were uh, finishing the night. So, my bad. Uh, Z. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I didn't announce anything, but I muted and left to go to the washroom right about when this started. So I assume I was one of the awake. Yes, I got punched into unconsciousness. You got punched into unconsciousness and by, yeah. got zapped by his ring. Yes. Is that it? We'll back, yeah. we'll back date and get everybody else who's not in the dreamscape to bed. And then the next time when we play, we'll wake up the very next morning. Okay. Um, so Finn, you are kind of huddled with her and, and you'll kind of hear Sut talking for a bit. And then you'll hear a really quick motion and then silence. Has she calmed down at all? No. Especially not when Soot doesn't continue speaking. He... Finn is just going to... He's uh, almost like just holding her and rocking her. Like like you would do to a child who's like scared of the... Like the thunder or the dark. And just start whispering like... We're gonna, it's going to be okay. We will find you. Everything's going to be all right. You need to... Thank you the deck save, please. Okay. Why, God? You're going to take claws directly at your back. You'll just see the look of, like, terror and the reflection of this creature in her eyes before you wake up. Can I... And there is this this burning bright light that's going to send her out of her hand towards the creature. Can and I say last, le- one last thing before I disappear to her? Maybe. What do you want to say? It's going to be okay. Give me a 1d2. Okay. Let's see. Last one, D, two. Two. You will be able to say it. Uh, do I feel anything when I wake up? We'll get there. Okay. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Heading back to everyone else. Reverting back to now that Finn is, is unconscious. Uh, Callisto has just punched him. Uh, yeah. Callisto immediately just goes fuck 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 what do i do ah uh, fuck shit um goes, goes to take the ring it's fine it's fine don't worry about it nope we're good uh she takes the ring off and tries to like put her hand on finn and cast healing uh sorry cure wounds and see if she can like 
Get him conscious? I don't know. Let's see the nose snap back into socket. Broke my nose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Broke your nose with a zero damage punch. <laughs> Uh, fucking okay. Um, Callisto, is everything all right? It's fine. Don't worry about it. She goes and like shuts the door. <laughs> it's like this has I, a very I heard my I just do? do it. Yes. <laughs> it's like what did I just do? Zeus so gonna catch his foot in the door because he's already like on his way. Once um once uh, Aster was like shouting out, and he he's he's gonna like. Close up behind him, and he's gonna be like, "It's okay." Nope, nope. And, we're and we're all good. We're all good. Just a little bit of. And he's gonna mirror of... mirror the thumbs up and the false smile, and we're gonna be like, and he's gonna hold a hand out, and he, I'd like to just make a medicine check on Finn. Um, I'm like standing in the door, so you can't see him on the floor. <laughs> regardless of the result, which is pretty decent, nineteen. Um. Finn's gonna appear fine. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, he's not gonna die. Yeah, he he like I, I'm like yet. I'm not I'm not gonna ask any questions, um, Callisto. But uh, I punched him in the face. <laughs> Do I hear this from the other room? That yeah, probably makes me want to ask a different set of questions, but I won't. I it, didn't mean to punch him in the face. The ring told me to. I took it off, but it also was kind of cathartic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I laugh because um sorry, I, I I laughed because I was going to just simply suggest you put the ring back on, but that has some implications that um You'll hear He's the boot, boot falls of Caster coming down to check with Zareth. He didn't do anything to piss you off, or, I assume. No. Considering what you just said about the ring, it was more of a magical impulse? Um. I, I'm going to look and see if Caster is behind him. Oh yeah, he's there by now. I, I just go, no, 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 nothing. Nothing. It was the ring entirely. Totally. Caster's uh, gonna try to get in if she'll let him. He's gonna... She is not gonna let... She's just holding the door against Zer's foot. Let me take him to a bed so that he can sleep. Is there a bed in here, Corey? There's your bed? Um, I'll I'll just put him in mine. I I don't like beds anyway. It's fine. See, They're just soup. It's more of like a nest of greenery. Um, Zare will um call out to Caster and just confirm that everything's okay. He he'll lift up Finn and place him in Callisto's bed for her. And then he'll just like invite Callisto out and rejoin with Caster if he's amenable to that, and be like, "Now we can all let him sleep." There, there, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He wakes up. He won't be broken or tell mom. 
And um and then Castro's just going to give um a how do I make this not vague? Like, Zareth Cast, do it? recognize a really reassuring smile, like like a sincere everything's okay kind of smile. Oh, I'm sure you guys have done it at him enough by now. Okay, so that's probably like probably at least seen it from his father once. Nope. Father gave me up before I could. No, remember. that's why. That's You're why. Adopted, uh, oh. Say that's like Finn's natural smile is everything is okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the party's done that at Caster enough for him to know what that means now. Uh hmm. Man, I'm glad I don't have one of these rings. They're not fun. Cholesterol. What do you Yeah yeah? I my instincts are telling me that it would be a good idea to keep the rings on. I'm not saying that as a joke towards Finn. No, no, I, I, I get that. Okay, yeah, I'll go back and go get it. The least we can do is find out if it happens again. If it proves to be a danger then maybe we can reconsider. But I think it would be a good idea to keep them on. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. I'll, I'll go back. Um, and I go back up the stairs. And sorry, you were going to say? Uh, oh, Zara was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why like are you said, sorry? Because like, he gives you a Canadian sorry. Nice. More sense. Good. Good. Okay. Everything Significantly sense. more sense. Thank As you. As someone from Wisconsin, I understand it entirely. Um, she goes back up the stairs, grabs the ring off the floor from where she dropped it, and then since Finn is asleep, she kind of looks between him and the plant, and him again. Goes over to the the pansies and picks up the pot, puts it next to him. Please. Yeah. Um, Caster right now is, you can tell just by looking at him, he is wrought with guilt over looking at both unconscious Finn and his friend Zareth, who got shot when he came to talk to him. So Caster is like, so he'll uh, he'll leave to go back, and he was kind of sitting by the front door. With his with his back to it, so he could see the windows too. Sarah's so gonna speak softly for everyone who's sleeping, but loud enough that um, Casper can hear from across the room, and and Callisto, like everybody who is awake. Martha, um, he's he's kind of just touching the tiny tiny scar. Like, I hope they're able to recognize this. Kind of excited it's, to meet them again. It's a little painful. Really? Yeah. It's tender, probably. Can I do a medicine check on myself? Sure. To see if there are any inflamed veins, any discoloration that might indicate poison? It's, it's usually tender after you've been healed from an open wound. Like, you're not going to cause any damage, but it's like, oh, yeah, that was... 
That was recently opened. That's that's Tinder. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, I get it. To be honest, it's a bit exciting to be marked for death. Wonder why me. Then I'm gonna take out the note that was tied to the arrow, and I'm gonna take out one of those colored pieces of chalk that we used on the map, and I'm going to write underneath the um the addressy why <laughs> with question mark. Maybe it wasn't meant for you. There is a small knock at the door. Caster will get his shield off and put it in front of him and look to you, Zareth, and then look to Callisto. And he'll approach the door holding his holy symbol. Goodness. And he will open it just a bit and look out. Uh, the gentleman with the full plate armor from before. Uh, he'll have a small cart behind him with uh, logs, uh, firewood. He's just kind of going door by door and seeing if anybody's interested in purchasing off the field. I'm nodding to Caster if he can see me. <laughs> like I'll look, I'll look like, back. Be like, can I give him some silver? Caster will look back and he'll like shake his head. Like Caster's like, I don't have any money. Uh but. No, he's got a couple gold pieces. Uh, how much? It's a single silver. Um, hmm. I mean, does he have? Can he break change? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give him a gold and get nine silvers back. Okay. Um, He'll load you up with all the wood, basically. He's got about like eight or nine loads, so he just goes ahead and hands them in to you. I'm going to look him over while he's doing this. Does he... Because he said he's a commoner, but most commoners don't have plate armor. So I'm going to like look him over when he's coming in and see if like there's anything off or different about him. Oh, he won't like really come in. He's just kind of like reaching it out to you. Well, then while he's doing that, I'll look him over, you know, look, look at weapons, look at anything like that, see if he's got any bows, any arrows, you know, any et cetera, weird stuff that. No bows, uh, two swords, long swords, both sides. The armor looks kind of intricate, but it's seen it stays in battles. It's scuffed. Um, it's got a couple of chips, maybe in the left shoulder or so. What? Um, it just kind of gets the feel of, like this mercenaries. What's the What's the story behind the roses? Caster will ask. Do you mean the the, the vines and the armor? Yeah, you said there was vines and roses in the armor. Yeah, uh, thorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, he just explains that it was uh the craftsman who made it. Not really a personal choice, but the armor's good. Castor will nod. I just asked because flower uh, roses are my favorite flower. It's a lovely set of armor. Yeah, for a few. All right. Well, thank you, and have a good night. 
Um, so you guys will eventually close the door. Um, Zur, you were awake for that, right? Yeah, I was. I was kind of handling the wood from Caster into the corner, so I was inside, but I wasn't really in view of the merchant. Um, about a couple minutes ago, by and you'll feel kind of like a twinge, pain a little bit more. So you kind of you know, move the shirt aside and rub it a little bit, and um, so. Once, once you kind of rub it a little bit, something kind of hits you, and I, I, I'd like for you to roll just straight intelligence roll for me. Uh, that's not great, but of course, um, five. Oh. It's the bottom third. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> um. As you, oh damn! <laughs> okay, I I wish I could give you something, but at least for the listeners, uh, and since we're really good at not using meta, um, as Zer scratches the thorn-like rose scar on his chest, we will pan out and return the next morning as we continue for another story an opportunity roll Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and comment so we can bring more people to join the story with us. We want to thank Sirenscape as we use their sound systems for our sound effects and music. Check out the description if you want to know exactly which sets we used this episode. Thanks to Kobold Press, we use their monster write-ups to keep our players on their toes and you listeners on the edges of your seats. Join us next episode as we continue our story. Mm-hmm.